Well, it's the OU Jewish Reaction Show here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Each and every week we get an opportunity to uh, check out some of the uh, amazing people who work with uh, and uh, continue to, uh, with the OU and continue to do great work in the community worldwide. Uh, today we're going to have an opportunity to concentrate on the southeastern portion of the United States. The OU's Department of Synagogue and Community Service provides ongoing support and resources to communities throughout North America. In this show, we'll focus on the growth of several of the Orthodox communities in the southeast, Charleston, Atlanta, and Boca. The OU Southeast Office works hand-in-hand with these rabbis and synagogues to strengthen their communities and help in whatever way necessary and whatever way needed. The goal for highlighting these communities is giving them an opportunity to share some of the exciting things that are going on out of town with that southern charm in their specific locations. The OU Southeast Regional Director for Community and Synagogue Services is our good friend Naftali Herman, who is with us via telephone. Naftali, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you so much. Great to be with you, Nahum. You're based in Boca, right? In Boca Raton, where it's nice and sunny today. Yeah, I can imagine. Why? <laughs> How long have you been down there? We moved down back in May. Um, it's really a long time coming for the OU uh, to create another regional office. We have one on the West Coast. Um, but really looking here in South Florida, especially, we'll talk about the Southeast in general, but once you get out of New York and New Jersey, South Florida is the largest Jewish community in the United States. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. With, uh, and a tremendous energy down there, right? It's a lot of activity, a lot of great uh, kosher establishments, just a, a, a good hustle and bustle, especially during the winter months. Yeah, the place is booming, and it really is all year round. Definitely now during the season, um, we have a lot of people coming down um, on vacation. We have people coming for the season but it's very diverse, um, whether you're in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Boca, or you know anywhere in the area. Um, it really is diverse in terms of range of ages and just really the full spectrum of the Jewish community. Is that why it's a good idea that someone like you who's coordinating all of this for that region is in a place like Boca? Because it is the, again, like you say, the center or a hub of a Jewish community, and it's, a, it's really a great way to uh, you know, to deal with all the satellite communities around. I don't want to know. I don't. I don't know if South Carolina and Georgia want to call, be called satellite communities, but it, <laughs> but it, but it's a good way to be in touch with everybody in the southeast. Right. It's definitely a great place. Um, it, it's very very central for us, and it's a great way for me just to have boots on the ground here. But I'm really constantly traveling throughout the region, um, meeting with our synagogues and uh, and the communities, and seeing how the OU could be a greater uh, resource and uh, support for them. Um, and you really, you know, what I've been hearing um, from peers my age, people in their 20s and 30s, but it's really not just exclusively in this age range. Um, it really is an, there's an alternative to moving out of New York and New Jersey. I grew up in New York. It's a wonderful place. Um, but for those who are looking for something different, whether you want to live a little bit closer to New York, you can live in South Florida because they're really just a suburb of, of New York. Yeah. Um, but even in Charleston and in Alabama and uh, in Atlanta, um, there's really amazing Jewish communities, and there's a great presence there. Uh, Naftali Herman's with us. We're going to get a chance to speak to people from Atlanta, Charleston, and, and more from Boca coming up. So what, what other communities are there? I mean, you just mentioned, uh, you just mentioned Alabama. Are there others as well that, that fall under the jurisdiction of the southeast region? Yeah, so the southeast, the way we divided it up, and I just want to mention before I get into it that um, this is a new initiative that we're doing here. We've actually hired a few regional directors in, in different areas of the country. And the ultimate goal is to really canvas um, the United States and even potentially um, you know, the entire North America, including Canada. 
Um, the southeast for us, the way we drew it up, it's North Carolina and South Carolina, Georgia and Florida, and going as far west as Louisiana. Um, by far, the South Florida has the most uh, shuls, um, but there are a few shuls in Charleston. There are some in North Carolina, um, in Louisiana, in New Orleans there, as well as in, uh, in Birmingham and Alabama. Um, and there's definitely a lot going on on the West Coast here in Florida, as well as up north in Jacksonville. So there's always something happening, and it's my job and you know our office's uh, role to provide as much uh leadership and support uh, for all of these communities. Um, what about, I mean, like I say, there's certain communities we're going to be talking about this hour, so we'll get into specifics with their representatives, but you, you talk about Alabama and New Orleans. I mean, have either of them grown in the last few years? I mean, we, we keep hearing of places like those and think that uh, whatever communities they had are basically either dying out or dwindling. Have, have either of them grown considerably in the last few years? So the different communities in the region, you know, some are booming and some, you know, are definitely going through um, challenges to uh, look for your unique ways to attract uh, new membership. And um, that's one of the, uh, you know, that's one of the areas that, you know, we're looking to work with them to see um, how we could be of help to them. Um, listen, here in Boca, you know, it's, uh, it seems like every single day there's another family moving in. Um, you know, some of the other smaller communities, um, I was speaking to a rabbi of a shul in one of our, uh, communities recently, and he was telling me about, you know, that one family is thinking about moving down from New Jersey, and he was just so elated and so excited, you know, that this family would be coming, and I was thinking about the 40 families that moved into Boca Raton, just to Boca Raton Synagogue over this past summer. So, you know, it's really very relative from where you're standing in terms of growth. Um, but, um, you know, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely a wide range of terms of growth for each community. All right. And what is, what are some of the interesting incentives that are being offered? I mean, you said that some are being creative. Um, I mean, I know tuition is always a big incentive, right? Tuition breaks, et cetera. Are there other types of considerations that are given? So there are a few models, um, you know, we've spoken out with a few shuls on um, really looking at what other shuls in the country have done. And that's really what we're all about is that the OU is providing a network um, so that if there's a great model that worked in Los Angeles or worked in Chicago, it can just as easily be plugged in and work here in South Florida or in Charleston. Um, and so there are different models, you know, different shuls are looking at different ideas, whether it's incentive in terms of, whether it is tuition or whether it's, um, you know, helping in terms of the mortgage. Um, you know, it's we're exploring best practices with them, and um, I guess we'll do more of a follow-up report down the road how it all worked out. Yeah, I understand that. <clears throat> I'm just wondering if there's anything, you know, it's so out of the ordinary that it would strike our fancy, but it sounds like, uh, you know, the, the usual financial incentives are the way that most people go. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, which makes sense, I guess. Naftali Herman's with us, OU Southeast Regional Director for Community and Synagogue Services. We'll get visits from rabbis in Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida coming up during this hour. It's the OU Jewish Reaction Show uh, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, where's, where's the next? Nat Do you even know the next natural place where they would consider a uh, a region that they would that the OU would expand to do what they've done in California and in Florida? Right. So we've hired over the last few months, um, you know, we always think about out of town, out of New York and out of New Jersey, but um, it's actually, you know, that's, that's, the, um, that's the hot place uh, to be right now. Um, it's where the most Jews are. And so we've, um, we've broken up the region within New Jersey. We just um, hired Rabbi Avi Heller, who is the uh, regional director for New Jersey and for Rockland. 
um, Rockland County, Muncie and all, um, as well as we have uh, Yehuda Freeman in Long Island and Rabbi David Cohn is uh, canvassing, um, I think, New York City, Westchester, um, and I think a few other uh, counties in that area. But I believe the next place we're looking is uh, is in New England. Very interesting. Very interesting. Hey, does Jacksonville or Tampa have significant Jewish communities? Jacksonville does. Um, Tampa Bay um, is exploring new ways, uh, you know, to get the word out and to grow. And then that's how we could really be helpful with them. Um, you know, when I meet with shuls, the uh, the two biggest issues I always hear being raised are membership. How do we track new membership? As well as what can we do for our youth? Right. Um, one of the first things I did when I got down here is I reached out together with NCSY, and we have a wonderful and great NCSY presence down here in the south um, run by Todd Cohen as well as Yachad. And that's one of the things, by the way, that our department does um, is that the regional office here really provide a giant tent to house all of the OU local programming and services. Right. Um, we reached out to the youth directors down here in South Florida, and we brought them all together. And I think we had almost every single youth director from all the schools from as far south as Kendall, which might be the furthest south, southern Jewish community in America, um, as far up north as Palm Beach. We brought all these youth directors together, and it was just to schmooze and to network and to share ideas. And they found it so wonderful that, you know, I'm running something great here for Purim, you know, in the next few months. Why don't you, you know, you can duplicate. You can run a program like this in your school. So, um, you know, we're always looking for ways to kind of spread the wealth and strengthen as many communities as possible. Naftali Herman, OU Southeast Regional Director for Community and Synagogue Services. We're going to explore more about the Southeast coming up. Thank you so much for joining us, and good luck with the brand-new position. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Wonderful being with you. More coming up is the OU Jewish Reaction Show. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. You are listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Show, and this is the Nachum Siegel Network. I want to thank Naftali Herman, who kicked off the hour. He's OU Southeast Regional Director for Community and Synagogue Services. Rabbi Adam Starr is with us. Rabbi Adam Starr is the rabbi of the young Israel of Toko Hills down in Atlanta, Georgia. Rabbi Starr, welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much. Great to be here. How long have you been down there in Georgia? Uh, this is my eighth year. Oh, are you enjoying it? <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. It's great. Uh, a little too cold right now. We took some of the northern weather the last couple of days. That's hard to believe, but I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> uh, Atlanta's interesting. I was down there a couple of decades ago at this point, and um, and at that time I was told it's a growing community with uh, you know a lot of attraction for people to come and find employment and to you know enjoy the community. It has a great history. Uh, what's happened over the time that you're there? Has it continued to grow? Is it uh, is it a community that uh, is certainly um, in the sights of those who are looking for an up-and-coming out-of-town place? 
there is tremendous growth in, in the uh, Atlanta Jewish community in general and specifically in the Orthodox community. Um, it's been growing probably at a very fast clip over the past 15, 20 years, and certainly since I've been here, um, we see families regularly moving in um, from all over the country. Um, and it's you, just in, in our neighborhood and beyond, you can really sense the, the strength of the Orthodox community as a real destination, I believe, um, where there's many of the amenities of a strong Orthodox community, but it also has um, some of the warmth of, of a smaller town feel. I feel it's like the, the perfect balance, not too big, not too small. Yeah, and that's always what people are looking for, right? They want that perfect balance if they can get it. I guess perfect balance with good housing prices and education that doesn't cost as much as New York and New Jersey. That would be a uh, that would be also something they're looking for, right? Right. It's certainly cheaper than New York and New Jersey, <laughs> and um, and there's options. There's options with um, Orthodox um, schooling. There's uh, more right wing schools, more centrist uh, schools, more modern Orthodox schools. So where, where, wherever you fall on the Orthodox spectrum, there's a place here. Um, to, to find your home, both in terms of schools and in terms of schools. All right, Adam Starr, Young Israel of Toco Hills down in Atlanta, Georgia. Where are you from originally? Silver Spring, Maryland. Oh, Silver Spring. So you know something about out-of-town communities, so to speak. Yeah, so I was in Silver Spring when I grew up in uh, Kent Mill Synagogue, and uh, I was there when they just started and were davening in a house and then built a building. And that's what I did here. Um, when I, we moved here in 2008, it was in a, in, a, in a home that had been extended out for the sanctuary. And uh, just two years ago, less than two years ago, a year and a half, we moved into our, our brand-new uh, state-of-the-art uh, new facility. So wait, are there other uh, young Israels in Atlanta? We are the only young Israel. Oh, that's funny. I never would have thought. I, I, when I heard Young Israel of Toco Hills, I'm thinking of, you know, a, a well-established synagogue for a long, long time. I didn't realize that it was one that was relatively young. Right, so the, the, the shul started in 95, um, and it was very small for a long time, and um, really in the early, 2000, early to mid-2000s, it started to take off. What industries uh, do people work in? Are these days, you know, everybody's in everything, basically, and uh, there's no way to identify that your community has, you know, a specific industry that people are attracted to? Right, so there's a few things. One is it's a very strong academic community. We, Emory is uh, literally a, a mile away from us, so we have a lot of... Emory professors, um, and because of that, you also have a strong healthcare system um, with many doctors. With this uh, CDC Center for Disease Control, is also about a mile away. We also have doctors, lawyers, and there's big business here. You know, the Coke's headquarters, Delta's headquarters, Home Depot. Um, so a lot of different industries. Um, so people coming in from the it, it, it's really very broad and wide in terms of, of, of what people can be doing and finding here. And I asked you earlier about education. Yeshiva high schools exist in Atlanta also? Yes, there's, um, there are a few Yeshiva high schools. There's um, the Atlanta Jewish Academy, which is uh, a modern Orthodox a nursery through 12th grade school. And then there is uh, Tamima High School for Girls and uh, Yeshiva or, or Yisrael for a boys' school, but it's also high school. And that goes through 12th grade, and uh, obviously... All those who go to 12th grade, yeah. And obviously there are other choices. I'm sure there's some who leave town to go to school, right? But uh, but there's plenty in town if they want to stay. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Adam Starr, Young Israel of Toco Hills. You know, we judge... You know how we judge the... Uh, in the old days, the historians would say, you know you have a Jewish community if you have a cemetery and an Erev. 
right? <laughs> those are because they're the two of the biggest necessities. Now, of course, we ask him there's a kosher pizza shop because that's the real that's the real necessity. Uh, Atlanta so, Atlanta does have a history of pretty good kosher eateries, right? Right. So we have a, a variety of kosher eateries. We have the best one. Of, I shouldn't I be careful. But, yeah, please. Uh, a new <laughs> restaurant opened called Fuego Mundo. Which I can tell you, especially like now, is this week, coming week is Yeshiva week, so we get to see a lot of people visiting. Right. And people say it, it ranks up there with, with some of the best places around the country. Um, it's a South American place, and it's, it's really phenomenal. Is and it, we have the pizza shop and the takeout Chinese and the Flaffles Forma place. Um, we, have, we have all the basics. Is there anything missing? Is there any time you say to yourself, you know, if I was in New York... Things would be a little different in a specific, uh, I don't know, with a specific event or a specific area. Is there anything you're missing? You know, uh, th- there's some things to, to going to New York and have the multitude of choices for kosher restaurants. But, right. you know, that's why it's nice to visit. I know you, you save a buck by not having to go out all the time. Um, so that's what I, that, you know, So it's fun to visit New York for, for, for that. Um, but in terms of what one needs, uh, you know, this is not a place where come, one is most nefesh to live here, in my view. Um, you, but, uh, but one can, what I'd like to say is, it's small enough here that you can make an impact. You have what you need, you're not, you have, you have mikvah, you have kosher restaurants, you have a shul, you have an area, you have all the infrastructure, uh, but you want to make a difference here, you can make an impact. And, um, I think that's really important. A lot of people come here, um, from, from places, let's say in the Northeast, where they can kind of get lost. And here at, you're welcome. There's also the Southern Warm. And you want to impact community. You want to know that you make a difference. You certainly um, c- can do that here. So there is something to Southern hospitality, huh? Yeah, they don't just say it. It's actually true. So. <laughs> One of the reasons that you're with us is because we were concentrating on the OU's Department of Synagogue and Community Services now that they have a specific southeast region led by Naftali Herman, who we spoke to earlier. Uh, in, in what way is this helpful? Is In what way is it helpful to uh, have this group uh, all these synagogues in all these different states in one region, uh, with the common goal of growing membership and trying to attract, uh, you know, youth and uh, good programming. So I think it's really helpful because you have um, shuls and rabbis who have similar experiences and a similar um, type of demographic, similar culture, similar opportunities, and similar challenges, um, which different than different places, uh, different places in the company in the country, and people able to really work together to share resources. Um, I, I would say most importantly, uh, let's have our kids go to each other's communities um, to really get to know each other, to broaden their uh, group of Orthodox friends. Um, I think that's really strong. And also to have like somebody like um, Rabbi Neftali Herman, who's, it's really, who's really focused on us and understands our issues and our concerns. And I'm really grateful to the OU uh, for really recognizing the importance of um, not only just having a central office in, in, in the New York area, um, but to create these regional directors. I think it's going to make a major, major impact. We're right. very grateful. Very good. Uh, Rabbi Adam Starr, Young Israel of Toco Hill, send our best regards to everybody in Atlanta, Georgia. Absolutely. Thanks so much That's for joining work. me. I appreciate that. Thanks for joining me today, Rabbi Adam Starr, Young Israel of Toco Hills down in Atlanta. More coming up. You're listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Show. This is the Malcolm Siegel Network. <laughs> Yeah.
OU Jewish Reaction Program. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. I want to thank uh, Rabbi Starr from the Young Israel of Toko Hills. I want to thank Naftali Herman who joined us earlier, OU Southeast uh, Regional Director for Community and Synagogue Services. And now we get to visit through the uh, virtual uh, avenue of radio, we get to visit Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> Of all the places we're visiting today during this program, I think this might be the most interesting. Rabbi Michael Davies is with us. Dor Tikva is the name of the synagogue, Charleston, South Carolina. Rabbi Davies, it's a pleasure to say uh, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. It's good to be here. How many years have you been down in South Carolina? Been here two and a half years now. What do you say to people who don't believe there's a community in South Carolina? <laughs> I say the community, the community, what Jewish community has been here 
a lot longer than most. So That's right. Charleston has an incredibly rich Jewish history, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um I like you know, we, we, we are always curious about communities being on the upswing or not. Is Charleston one that continues to be attractive to people around the country? Um, it definitely uh, continues to be attractive to people around the country. Charleston uh, is one of the, uh, I think, significantly uh, growth-oriented uh, communities uh, by and large, uh, certainly with some of the industries that have moved in recently uh, with Boeing and, and others. Uh, I think Volvo is opening up a factory here in the next couple of years. So uh, tremendous uh, numbers of people, I think, the... Uh, Department of Commerce in the area um, says something around the statistics of 40-some-odd people moving in almost a day to Charleston at this oh, point. Interesting. And you feel it in our in, in our community down there? Um, I think it, the Jewish community is uh, a little bit behind that, but still uh, definitely, as you said, on the upswing um, at this point. How far are you from us? If I would drive from New York to Charleston, how long would it take? I have done it numerous times. It's Eleven hours uh, straight, I would say. And and the largest city near Charleston is um, the largest city near Charleston. I don't know what, how we would determine large. Um, <laughs> I guess Atlanta is relatively close. I know I, you just mentioned speaking with Rabbi Starr. Is Atlanta? Uh, cl- how long would it take you to drive from where you are to Atlanta? It's about five hours. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't realize it was that close. That's interesting. Yeah. You're further yeah. you're further south than I thought. <laughs> yeah. How South Carolina weather-wise? Don't you guys sometimes have challenging weather situations? Um, it's funny. It's been, uh, you know, in the last year we had uh, some uh, challenges with uh, the weather, and you know, uh, several months ago. Right now, uh, I would say it's a very sunny, you know, about 50 degrees probably. Um, a pretty nice uh, for uh, mid-January. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. It certainly is. And um, it, so when it comes to hurricanes and tornadoes, you're not any more susceptible than anybody else? Uh, I don't think so. Again, the last uh, several months, we yeah. had a tornado, which is a, somewhat of a rarity. Um, hurricanes, yeah, we haven't had anything major in, in quite some time. Rabbi Michael Davies is with us, Dar Tikva, down in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, what can you tell us about Southern hospitality? Are things that much different in your region of the country than in others? So I'll tell you a couple of stories. Uh, when I first got here um, and when I uh, welcomed guests uh, to my home and to the community um, for Shabbat or just uh, for a visit, um, they'll ask me, you know, when somebody drives by and they wave, I wave, and they ask me, oh, did you know that person? I said, no, I've never seen them before in my life. <laughs> Um, but it's just everybody is uh, extremely friendly here. Another story is I was walking to shul one Shabbos morning, um, and I passed by um, one of my neighbors down the block, and she says to me, you know, it looks like it's, it's starting to rain. Would you like a ride? I think you're headed towards, the, you know, the synagogue. And I said, you know, I really appreciate it. I think I'm going to pass, <laughs> you know, this morning. <laughs> but uh, but people are just so uh, so friendly. It's really an, uh, it's really an amazing thing. Which leads, I'm sure, I'm sure some people are thinking it. Um, is it difficult for members of the Jewish community to get along with other communities where you are? I haven't, you know, what I haven't found that. Um, I think that uh, really there are many um, members of our community who really connect with and reach out to uh, the other communities in the area. 
Um, there are a lot of friendships. Uh, a lot of people here have been here for a very long time, or at least their families have been. Um, and uh, they're very much connected with their neighbors uh, of all uh, different, uh, different types. All right, Michael Davies is with us, Charleston, South Carolina. Does your community offer, I don't know, financial incentives? Uh, do you do active recruiting to try to get people to move from other parts of the country to where Charleston is? Uh, well, one of the things I know you mentioned also, you spoke with uh, with uh, Tony Herman uh, right. earlier. The uh, OU has been uh, really uh, helpful, especially in the last year with their uh, home relocation and, and job uh, community fair. We were able to uh, take a big part in that and uh, really able to put our best foot forward in terms of what we have to offer here, weather-wise, uh, in terms of the friendliness of the area, in terms of um, the abilities to, to, to come down. Um, so we have a uh, tremendous amount to offer. In terms of uh, recruiting, yeah, we, we were there. We were at the fair. We were front and center and uh, really, uh, really putting out there a lot of opportunities that we have uh, in the area here. Um, I would guess that you get uh, vacationers, people who visit South Carolina. I mean, there are tourist attractions near where you are, right? There are. There's a lot of history here and a lot of beautiful uh, sights to see. Um, and uh, we definitely get a lot of people coming through. Uh, we also get uh, the people who are on their way to or from Florida, from New York. Um, this is kind of a bit of a halfway point, and uh, oftentimes people will stop here on the way, and by the end of their trip not realize that they would have wanted to spend more time here um, than they had originally um, scheduled. Are there are there kosher establishments down in Charleston? So we actually just had last Sunday uh, the grand opening of a new um, Kosher College Cafeteria here at the College of Charleston. Congratulations! Um, there's a Jewish Studies program there, and they just uh, opened this cafeteria, which is actually going to be um, it's open for the college, but it's also uh, more broadly to the community, and it's a very exciting thing. And it uh, brings up our numbers, uh, I guess, significantly in terms of what we've had. Uh, we have one other kosher uh, food establishment, uh, King Street Cookies, which is a cookie store that also has a uh, bagels and eggs and things of that nature. Local supermarkets have kosher food or not? So it's interesting. I remember when I was interviewed by the local paper when I got here, um, and I found that, you know, people told me coming in, you know, there's not a lot of kosher food. It's not going to be. And I, I walked into one of the local uh, supermarkets, the public here, and I see the kosher section and said, this is, this is small? This is a small kosher section? I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily, you know, we're going to find New York, New Jersey necessarily, but uh, the offerings here are, 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 I think, pretty reasonable. Where are you from originally? I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey. There you go. And, yeah. and uh, education-wise, elementary schools, high schools, can Jewish kids in your area stay in town and get a good Jewish education? We have a wonderful uh, Jewish day school, Adelson Hebrew Academy. They just uh, opened up a brand-new, beautiful, state-of-the-art uh, building um, and uh, right here, actually, near our shul. And uh, that starts at 18 months and goes through eighth grade. Um, in terms of high school options, uh, we're not uh, there quite yet, although you know, who knows, in the next uh, couple of years after this interview, I'm sure people are going to be uh, flocking <laughs> to Charleston, and we'll have... Uh, 
plenty of people to be able to start that uh, soon enough. Well, it may take other efforts as well, not just this interview. Uh, what, what high school? <laughs> what high school communities are nearby? I mean, kids who do graduate eighth grade would go where? We go to places like Baltimore and Atlanta. Um, Atlanta, Memphis, also, right. um, and a number of families also uh, look towards Chicago actually as an option as well. You alluded to this earlier. We had Naftali Herman on, OU's the Southeast Regional Director for Community and Synagogue Services, talking about the the focus on the growth of the region in general. It, now that the OU has done this, is there a uh, is there a feeling among Jewish leadership, you and other rabbis, that this is going to get even bigger because uh, you know it's greater than the sum of its parts, so to speak. The, the entire region is looking to grow, and everybody's looking to you know from the OU uh, perspective is looking to to promote you know all the communities in that region to other areas of the United States. Are you already starting to feel that? We're, well, we're very excited about having Naftali kind of on our team here. Um, you know, he's already been, been for a visit, even with a recent birth in the family, and uh, we're uh, really excited to work with him and to uh, see really what can happen in the area. I think it is, as I mentioned before, right for uh, growth, and we're very excited to, uh, to work with the OU on that. No, there you have it. So that's why the OU Southeast Regional, or region, I should say, as is off to a flying start. Rabbi Davies down in Dar Tikva in Charleston, South Carolina. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Continued Hatzlach. A lot of good luck down there. You are listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Show. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. And we'll continue with more coming up. Keep it right here, everybody. NSN. This is the Nahum Siegel Network.
It's the OU Jewish Reaction Show here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and uh, we've had some amazing guests so far. My thanks to Naftali Herman, OU Southeast Regional Director for Community and Synagogue Services. My thanks to Rabbi Starr of uh, Young Israel of Toco Hills in Atlanta. Rabbi Davies of Dor Tikva in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Rabbi Rail Blumenthal from BRS, Boca Raton Synagogue West, BRS West in Boca, Florida, uh, joins us via telephone. Rabbi Blumenthal, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Hey, thank you so much for having me. A lot of people are familiar with BRS. What's BRS West? Uh, so BRS West uh, is a satellite of BRS that was started a couple of years ago. Um, the idea basically being to uh, provide a uh, homier, cozier, smaller, kind of small-town feel for people that want to move down to Boca, um, better-priced houses, and uh, more family-oriented uh, um, and less uh, large school experience. Uh, and my wife and I moved down this, uh, this summer to, uh, to take that job. So far, we're having a good time. Where are you from? I'm originally from Johannesburg, South Africa. There you go. How to feel you weren't from New York. <laughs> right. And you're there since the summer, so you're off to a good start, huh? Right. We know that the Boca area, Florida in general, is booming and that so many people constantly are moving in on a regular basis. Are you feeling that in your own community? Yes, definitely. I mean, since, uh, since we've moved in, we've had now uh, 16 families that have joined us. Um, in the last sort of uh, three and a half, four months. Wow. So thank God. It's, uh, it's growing quickly. What's the secret down there? Is it sort of like the mall effect at this point? There's so many communities down in Florida that everyone is just feeding off of each other and, uh, and, and finding more and more people moving in? Um, so I think that's definitely uh, an aspect to it. People uh, kind of getting the buzz that uh, there's exciting things going on in South Florida. Um, I think the weathers in New York over the past two winters uh, have certainly added to the uh, to the effect and to the attraction. Um, but I'd like to say that, uh, look, the Boca community is one of the most active and engaged and exciting communities probably in the United States, if not the world. Right. Um, and people are attracted to that. Yeah, no question about it. And unlike some of the other places that we've spoken to today that, you know, have their challenges when it comes to different things, Jewish services and and uh, Jewish education, etc., and, 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 and they are... They didn't paint that picture. I'm just saying it's not as easy, I would suspect, as in a place like yours. Where, where you are, you have, uh, you have the run of the mill, right? you got everything you could ever imagine, uh, right to left, up and down, in terms of Jewish education, in terms of uh, uh, servicing age groups, every type of youth. It's all there. Right. It's, uh, it, it's really uh, it's a big bracha for us, and uh, we're, we're certainly taking as much advantage of it as we can. Who has more kosher restaurants, Johannesburg or your area of Florida? Uh, it's a hard question to answer. Um, I suppose it depends on which hashkachas you follow. Um, it's funny you say that. I, I thought I was joking around, that there was no way Johannesburg had close to it. Am I wrong? No, Johannesburg really has uh, has a tremendous amount of kosher restaurants. That's funny. So, you're not, so, you're, so when you go home, you're not missing the uh, the plethora of, of choices. Right. Uh, look, uh, you know, it's different style foods, but... Uh, Thank God, Johannesburg. People in South Africa enjoy their food. Very nice. Same thing here, by the way. Uh, Rabbi Rail Blumenthal is with us, BRS West Boca. How has the OU's Department of Synagogue and Community Services helped your synagogue specifically? Has it been involved with you in terms of trying to build the community? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, uh, I, uh, I see uh, Rabbi Naftali Herman almost every day. Uh, we schmooze a tremendous amount. Um, aside from being a friend and uh, being somebody just to chat with and a good resource, um, he's given us a, a, an amazing wealth of advice 
um, and uh, you know, ideas for youth programming and adult education. Uh, the opportunity to bring down guest speakers, which, uh, please God, we're going to start uh, doing the second half of this year. Um, and just a, a good resource to be able to connect, to communicate with, share ideas with, brainstorm with. It's been great. It's interesting. Maybe I should have asked him this question, but I'm sure you could address it. Uh, you know, these days it's difficult to engage the youth without being really creative. I mean, do you find that that's, that's the key at this point? you got to have something new, something really uh, uh, something different in order to, uh, to attract people to the shul that, that normally at that age would not come? I mean, so yes and no. Uh, what I tell families that are coming down uh, and checking out our shul, thank God we've had a lot of people that are coming down, and they ask me, you know, what's, what's your shul all about? So I tell them, and I have uh, no, no qualms and no problems with it, um, that I'm not building a shul, I'm not building a community for parents, I'm building a community for children. Mm. Um, and it's starting that, in that direction, meaning if there's, uh, if there's a program that we can do that will be incredibly beneficial for kids um, and perhaps not as great for parents, I'll always favor the kids' program over the parents' program. Um, one, because ultimately parents want what's best for their kids, uh, and two, because kids are what's going to drive uh, the excitement and the growth and the development of the community overall. Um, so it's really just an obsession with, uh, with kids. I, I don't know if you know, uh, I was involved working in NCSY in Teaneck for the past uh, four years or so before we came down here. Um, and uh, my wife and I have been involved in, in Jewish education and outreach and informal programming for a number of years already. So that's really, it's, it's a significant focus that we have. So uh, the more youth programming that we can do, the more that we can show the kids of our community that we're interested in them, um, the more it you know, drives growth in the community and it helps us to, uh, to develop. Rabbi Rael Blumenthal, BRS West down in Boca, Florida. I guess unlike so many other places we've spoken to, there's no need for uh, recruiting, no need for uh, financial incentives. People know about your community and it seems that they are finding it on their own. Um, so, uh, yes and no. I, you know, it, it's, it's been a little bit of a, a jump for people to hear about BRS West specifically. Right. Um, and, and to this I give credit, uh, of course, to uh, um, the amazing creativity and innovations of uh, Rabbi Goldberg and Rabbi Moskowitz um, at BRS, who I have the privilege of working very, very closely with. Um, and really the entire yeah, lay leadership of BRS and BRS West um, to push this as, as a way of getting young families uh, into homes that are more affordable, uh, into a community that's a little bit smaller, um, and into an environment that uh, is you know, more family-centric. Um, these, these are things that I'm really, really excited to be working with uh, both the Rabbanim and the lay leadership of BRS on. Well, sounds like it's going really well for your uh, first half a year. Continued yeah, so far so good. Continued success, and I thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, looking forward, please, God, to speaking uh, sometime soon. Bezrat Hashem. Rabbi Rael Blumenthal, BRS West down in Boca, Florida. A look today at the OU's Department of Synagogue and Community Services and their brand new, essentially, southeast region. I thank uh, representatives from Charleston, Atlanta, and Boca for joining us, and, of course, Naftali Herman, who leads as regional director. Our last few minutes of the uh, OU Jewish Reaction Program, and we'll wrap things up right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. <laughs> I did
My thanks to all of our special guests. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. OU Jewish Reaction Show. Tuesdays. 9 a.m. right here at the Nahum Siegel Network following JM in the AM. My thanks to Eitan Katz. Did a great job on the uh, incredible music that we used in between our conversations this week, and I thank him very much for that. Uh, the one and only Eitan Katz here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, time to wrap things up. And again, a reminder on uh, Twitter, it's at Nahum Siegel Net. Facebook, make sure to like our page, Nahum Siegel Network. And I thank you all for tuning in. Oh, you Jewish Reaction Show. My name is Nahum Siegel. Thanks for joining us.